and it is at the thing. So obviously, Cavalment, Cavalment, is that right? Cavalment, <laughs> fuck's sake, <laughs> terrible. Cavalment, um, I knew about that. Let's go. Come on then, mate. You can do the intro on it. I've got to do the intro. It's yeah, been a long time right. since I've done an intro. That's what I mean. You need to get back in the swing of it now. Hello and welcome to the Spark Show with Rick and Mark. There you <laughs> go. That's pretty good, I thought. No, Neil. No, no, Neil. He can't be asked to come on and talk with us. He can't even be bothered to do his own show. How much of a mug has that guy got to be when he can't turn up and host his own podcast? It's, it's so true. And all because he's got what we're now going to refer to, and this must have been referred to as this before, but I'm going to call it the little C. <laughs> the little C. He's got the little C, not a big C. That's that's horrific. The little C is is well man flu at this point. Let's be honest. Yeah, uh, he's, he's got a bit. He's got a bit of man flu, isn't he? He does, and um, yeah, he's he's taken to his pit, and he can't come on. But we didn't want to hold up the content on the podcast, so me and Rick have got together. We're going to have a bit of a chat about what you've been up to. I think, mate, aren't we? And maybe cover a few little bits and pieces as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to get rid of this this light behind me. I don't think this. If I sort of went. Needs to be up there, doesn't it? Facing that's got rid of a lot of the glare. It's, it's trouble is I can't have my laptop up there. That's that's, no, that's not for an hour, mate. You're two need two some, foot up. <laughs> need to get some weightlifting done if you want to hold that in the air that long. <laughs> exactly. Right, what's been going on? I've got yeah, big news. Doing, you start Here, with yours. With oh, you start with yours. You give us some news first. I'll build up to mine. Um, yeah, I got the the eFix award that some people might have seen for person of the year. I think it was. It's not quite as grand as being electrician of the year. So we should say this is probably the podcast with the two best people in the electrical industry. Might as well get that out there at the beginning. We've got Rick, who's the Electrician of the Year from the... Is it still the last Electrical Times Awards they did that one? Have they done one since, mate? I don't think no, they have, have they? No, they've got one this year. No, they've got so one this still year. The current, you're still the current Electrician of the Year, and now I'm the eFix Person of the Year. So, yeah, that was nice to see. It's nice to always get a bit of recognition. How many people things. nominated you, Mark? What, what? No idea. I mean, I have no clue whatsoever. I didn't even realise that there was an award for that, to be honest. I knew that that Matthew was in the 30 under 30 category. And I think you had one of your apprentices in there as well, didn't you? Because you nominated him. Yeah, so that was that was nice to, to see those guys getting some recognition too. I think it's a really nice little award ceremony, that one. Um, pays a bit of appreciation back to the trainers and colleges as well. And yeah, it's just something really nice. I was certainly pleased to get a bit of recognition out of it. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think it's uh, obviously, yeah, we know who we nominated and uh, Jamie and, um, I mean, did, did Nils, did Nils Apprentice win anything? He did nominate, who, who his, his Apprentice was nominated, I think. I don't know if Nils actually did get an award. I'm not sure. I'd have to ask him. Well, fucking would if he was here, wouldn't we? <laughs> That's it. We've got all that unknown information now because he can't be bothered to turn up. He's such a letdown. So, yeah, that... that it is a huge letdown. I was I was made up to be honest, mate, and I'm sure um, you know there's there's lots of other people who have had much grander awards than that. But you know, I, I took it in the way it was given. It was something really nice as this new award ceremony that Efix have put together. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So I'm, I'm well chuffed. I think next year they need to do it in person, didn't they? I think that's the big important thing now. To uh, it was great to have it online, but let's get it. Let's get it done in person next year. And um, everyone get the touches on and get down there to the eFix house, the building. I'm sure that's probably what they're intending to do. They're building that big set on studio, aren't they? Yeah, 
Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? I want to be up on that balcony bit, just chucking bits down like Joe does. I mean, that looks fantastic. It looks like a little tree ass. It is, isn't it? Um, you know, they're certainly taking the production value to another level at eFix. And, you know, the subs they've got on their channel, it's all warranted in, in the effort they're putting in. It's incredible, really. So, you know, to be involved with them in any way is, is fantastic. But that's all a bit boring. What have you been up to, mate? Because you've got an absolutely massive change in your work life now. So what you got going on? A change in the work life that is a new job, which is gonna gonna shock many. <laughs> All the talk I've done about Morgan Sindel. And uh yeah, so yeah, I went for a I weren't getting the progression I wanted on Morgan Sindel anymore, so I went for another job. I put and this this isn't this isn't a brag at all. But just so people realise that I put my CV on CV library to apply for one job, which is the job I ended up getting. But I got 30 calls the first day of agencies calling up. I only had one other interview and I didn't, the job weren't for me. But there is, they're really, companies are looking for supervisors. Yeah. You know, people that are going to, especially sort of our level where you've done the eng tech. You know, you, you've done this, you've done that, you stand out. Uh, so, yeah, a company called uh, WFP. It's a fire protection company primarily. Um, but they started an electrical division in 2020. And then COVID hit. And then the the, the, the chap that they've got there at the moment, which they say is lovely guy, brilliant. He isn't quite moving in the, the right direction for them. Um, which is fine. These things happen, you know. So... That's what I'm going in to do. Run, run the electrical division um, with a focus primarily on EV charging to start with. Um, so that's what we're going to see. LinkedIn Wait. post now is is EV charging, EV charging, so EV you're, charging. And then, you're like yeah, a contract uh, manager then. Is that the role you're taking now? Yeah, you know what? I've not had the... Obviously, I've had the confirmation of the job and I've had the job offer. I've not had the contract. But I'm popping in this afternoon, to be fair, because obviously I've, I've got a four-week notice uh, Morgan Sindel, but look, this company is um, excited. I mean, they're really excited. They're growing. You know, like I said, they've already got the fire protection side, which is really, it's, it's big. You know, it's, it's a small company, but it's it's big, probably medium size, I'd say. Maybe, I'm guessing about 15 employees. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but obviously some contractors involved as well. Uh, like I say, I don't know all, all, all the exact details. I don't know for the electrical side, it's a blank canvas. So any work they do at the moment is subbed out because they've got no direct labour for the reason that they, they haven't got any, they haven't got a work stream to employ direct labour. Yeah. You know? So obviously for that reason, um, and that's why EV charging is probably the easiest thing to go, scope all the materials and then give someone um, to sub out, which will be obviously Nyland, um, we spoke about before, but Nyland um, is a company I bought in to Morgan Sindel, and he's going to come over there and take some of that work as well. Um, so, yeah, ex exciting. It is exciting. exciting You've got that bed yeah, seems... right, right, right behind you with a fire company, haven't you? So, you know, it's a reasonably stable company and you can make this your yeah. own. It could grow and develop yeah. it anywhere you want. It must be, you must be trimmed to be getting on with that. Yeah, listen, if it, like I say, the company seems fantastic. It seems like a perfect fit for me. Um, you, you've, it's just exciting. They're an exciting time of growth. You know? I guess you, um, you've got to go on the learning journey of all this stuff now to do with EV and, and whatever else where you're going to push it. Yeah, I, obviously. I guess in Morgan Sindel, 
you've been a bit more to do with the compliance have you rather than installs is this a bit of a bit of a change in getting used to the old yeah, methods sure. again? i think yeah andrew obviously ev charging i, I knew well I, I installed ev when i was an apprentice but i knew absolutely nothing about no that's a lie that's a lie i knew everything but i never knew that i knew you know <laughs> because we do the regs don't we? we speak about it i've watched the ev webinars um, you know, I keep up to date with what's going on. Yeah. So, but actually knowing, so we know, right, if we installed an EV, um, Penfolds are a big issue, but now most manufacturers' equipment has the inbuilt pen protection. So you don't need to worry about it as an installer. Hmm. But now I've had to heighten my knowledge of that. You know, so why don't we have to worry? So it's, it's like, so rather than being the guy that was just like, right, you you know, you, you supply it on a six wheel cable, 32 amp breaker, up the main fuse if you need to. Do the, yeah, that's all fine. But you know, when you, when you start becoming the, the the person at the top of it, you need to know well why. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? If it's got inbuilt pen protection, how does that work? Because how do I know it, if it is working? Yeah. And if it isn't working, what's the consequence? Why do we need to worry about it? And then if you if you're doing this, is going to be mainly commercial, so. Do we stick three phase testers in? We stick single uh, testers, sorry, uh, chargers, single phase charge. How do you get around the the earthing system? Do you just TT a separate ball? Do you use the MAT E that we've spoken about? Um, so there's there's loads of things going on. Um, I've, I think I'm pretty brassed up on EV now, apart from obviously going out to see it installed and stuff, but I think that's the basic. You yeah. know, I've seen enough of your videos now, Mark, on how to test it. Um, and stuff like that, and learning about the different modes of function, you know, mode two, mode three, mode four. Um, I've had some interest mode two, you're not meant to install anymore. You know, yeah, they've all got mode three, mode three in controllers in now, and it's yeah, it is it's more complex to do with the product training. There's probably you're going to find understanding what all the different products can do because some of them will have RCD protection in that meets the BS product standard, and other ones don't. Some have pen fault, some don't, and yeah, it is a bit of a minefield sometimes. It's just, it's just experience. You'll get that as you go off installing them. Um, as long yeah, as you're careful, careful along the way, yeah. then you know you can't go wrong, can you? I know, and that's going to be obviously they, they use um, as we spoke about uh, EV box. I think yes. it was not not wall box, EV box. I'm sure it was called. Um, that's that's the main and zappies. So zappies, we now buy energy leading the way. I'd say, or certainly on social media at least, they seem to be the company that technology-wise are ahead of the rest. And maybe that's not true. Sometimes that's not always true, you know, but like I say, from the stuff that you see. Um, but it's only going to get easier. Yeah, We know that. Obviously, the second focus will be on solar. That's something the company wants to get into, because obviously it goes, kind of goes hand in hand. But as we were just saying, it's a lot more complicated. And ultimately, any funding from the government over the next at least five years is for EV charging. Solar has yeah. been pushed back. Is this, I don't know the grants yet. I don't know what grants are going. I know OLEV stopped, um, which I was reading. That was, obviously I always knew it was nonsense, but I never realised the terminology that the government put out was it's 75%. We we will put 75% towards your charger and installation um, capped at £350. Yeah, which is nowhere near 75%. We know how that reads. So when you go and quote 1,500 quid, two grand, whatever it is, I mean, I don't know, I'll be talking about that in a minute. 
um, it sounds like you're ripping them off. But then a, a charger costs like six, seven hundred quid. So that terminology was really put, even when it's 500 pound, that's yeah. insulting, really. And that makes it an apple shot. I'm glad I've got rid of it in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, this tip was saying that, but I've had the phone ring in the last few days from people in rented a property trying to get EV charge points installed using the grant. So they've kind of moved it away from homeowners to renters. Yeah. And I'm seeing the demand coming through already from that place. So I don't think this is going to go away. It's still going to be one of those things we're going to have to manage in terms of installation. It's going to be more complicated because now you're not just dealing direct with a consumer. You've got a landlord as well. So it's just another fly in the ointment of paperwork and getting jobs booked in. It's just, pain in the... just got charged for it, isn't it? It just, just means that the price goes. I mean, what is what is your average price, Mark, for a, it, it depends, for a domestic really. EV install? If you're sticking a Zeppi in. Oh, no, let's go for the Hypervolt. I yeah. don't know what is what's the, what's the price of a hypervolt box. They're around six hundred quidish once you've had them so, delivered with a bit of cable, and then you've yeah. got your VAT on VAT on on top. You know we, we tend we tend to be on a typical install. You you between sort of twelve and fifteen hundred quid plus the VAT ish. Some of them, which is it's reasonably cheap, I'd say. Yeah, I mean some people are doing it for a lot lot less than that. We try and, yeah. and stay competitive, but also make sure we're getting the right amount of money out of the jobs for ourselves. And the rural location we live, lots of houses are, are a bit more different. There's not a lot of terraced properties. There's a lot of people who are out in the sticks and there's longer cable runs because of that. So it's not, you know, you can't put an exact figure on it. But if you go into your typical new build and it's reasonably enough straight through the wall, that's kind of where you're at. So I can't help but think... That, that wouldn't be enough. That's a market. I'm not sure. The commercial installs, I think, is where. And I, and I, I mean, I had this conversation with Paul, the director, and he said, look, we have done a couple of domestic ones. They've not, it's not really worth it. You know, the, the margin's so small. Um, and I get that. You know, I get that. Obviously, if you're doing it for. You need the volume people. if you're going to go down well, that Yeah, route. Yeah, and there's no volume at the moment. Obviously, I've got a client base of existing where they've been going 20 years brilliant you know so there's somewhere to start and um, but i think commercial is really where where the, the focus is going to be because domestic ultimately like i say it's it's very much a bit of a race to the bottom on domestic unfortunately um especially where we are i say like in the interview i said this the, the hardest thing will be to advertise yourself away from the the companies that have all popped up ev charging solutions <laughs> you know the the, the the 20 companies that have got them that you know are only about to EV, probably not even Sparks. To be fair, in all honesty, if, if you've got a company called that, then you're not trading as an electrician, are you? You're trading as EVs. So, listen, it's promising. It's a bit of a different one for me, but it's just going to be a lot more sales and marketing. Luckily, from doing the podcast and stuff over the years, I've got a pretty good grasp of, of doing that sort of thing. You know, um, yeah. especially from from someone from an electrical background, to have the knowledge I've got in that, I think is is what sort of appealed them to, to giving me the job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 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 all good. I can't wait to start. Like I say, I'm, I'm popping there this afternoon. Um, just I said, I'd like to pop in a couple of times just to meet the team. Otherwise, it's just day one you start, and <laughs> it's 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 intense, isn't it? It's intense. So I want to try. You know me, I'm an intense guy, and I can't help but I, I can't. I'm so hyper focused on it now. I can't switch off, and yeah. it drives me mad a bit. Do you know what I mean? I'm I bet it I'm does. Busy, I'm, yeah, because I'm not in the job. It's like thinking, right? But it's, it's almost like, right? It's, it's starting it, but I you haven't started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It must be like being in prison with this huge plan of what you're going to do when you get out. 
That, that is, <laughs> it must be the same sort of, I'm going to do this, gonna do, I've got to wait this amount of time. I'm so close, but I'm not yeah. quite there, you know. Um, so, yeah, we've been, every day we've been speaking. Obviously, I've done the NIC changeover forms and um, come up, you know, we're coming up bits and bobs and, and, and whatever. You know, I've got an idea. Um, That's exciting. Where the money is, you know, yeah, it's... it's, it's it's exciting. And your commercial angle is a good one. We try and mix it up. We do commercial and domestic, but um, the domestics, we've got that reputation, if you like. We've been doing it a while, so we get the volume coming in. You'll probably see that as you can't start building it. You get that natural referral and your, your name gets out there. And you, yeah, will, course, you, will yeah. grow the, you will grow the volume. You can make good money doing domestic charge points. But you're right, we're not helped by a lot of these. And I've, I've said this, I think me and Neil did a podcast on this before, where we mentioned about the companies popping up marketing solely for EV and we've got the message from a lot of the vehicle manufacturers that isn't the best that these charge points cost you nothing and they're installed for free. And then the grant system is saying it's 75% and it gets people on a, the wrong chain of thought from the outset. It's not really helping anyone. You know, it's, it's an illusion. Um, so yeah, that's something I think we can do better of as an industry to make people more aware of what these things cost and the reasons why. Yeah. And another big problem is obviously when you are a, a medium-sized company, there's a lot more hands in the pot. A lot more people need to be paid, you know. Yeah. So where is yourself, Mark? You've got yourself. You've got um. There's three of you now. Is it three of you? Yeah. So it's it's your overheads, isn't it? You're dead right. If you've got that to cover, then you need to be making yeah. sure you're churning through more more revenue off each job you're completing. Yeah, but I mean, when someone calls up your company, who are they speaking to? Me or the missus normally, mate. So that's it. So obviously here they've got two people answering calls. So straight away, they've got to be paid. Yeah. So then your domestic stuff, sort of, unless you're doing real big volume, it's it's not going to work. But it will work off the back of, you know, if you get a commercial job and then, uh, you know, maybe the director wants a charge of poor ham. Or maybe like when I was an apprentice, we'd done it for Scanska where all the directors got one. So we installed quick charges at the offices and then charges at all of their homes. Yeah. You know, that was, but We've again, that was nationwide. Just like that. We've just done one just like that, where the directors have got a big industrial unit just across the yard from us. I put it on YouTube, actually. And then we've installed the charge points at their homes as well. So three of them have had them put in domestically. So you're right. That is a way it can yeah. go. And then that's nice. That works. Then you can make you can make that work for you, of course. Um, but yeah, like I say, it's exciting. Big, big focus on EV, at least for the first three months. And then I look into solar. And then it'll be taken on some direct labour, I should think, and start doing the UICRs and, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, because it's something I, I strongly believe you can't sub out UICRs. If you want to do a, a, a good job, you need to have your report and your engineers. You know, yeah. it's very hard. Subjects could be brilliant, but if you're producing a document and it's not your name on it for a start, I think it's, it's, it becomes a little bit more of a struggle. Um, so that that is that is the goal, to get the EV charging working, grow it a little bit, start getting the work in, take on um a qs if you want you know or manager because obviously i might be me the qs at the start i can't yeah. can't be winning the work talking to the clients being the qs looking after the people once it's very quickly gonna get too big for me i think um and i need to bring someone in luckily i've got a plan for that it's just the way just how quickly it grows yeah you know I mean, that's, that's someone no one can predict at the moment you know you know Absolutely not. But you've got no intention of getting your tools out and getting on site and taking it. You're either going to be managing subbies or employing people one way one way or another. Yeah, it's very much not the job. Yeah. I think it's very clear that, that your job is not to be doing that. Because if you're doing that, you're not winning work. You yeah. know, and it's, it's, it's that simple. You can you can you can price it and install it and do that. That means that, that job's gonna take a couple of days. 
Whereas in them couple of days, you could have won five. Yeah. And that's the you journey know, that's, you wanted to go on in your career, isn't it? You wanted to go into those absolutely, management roles. Absolutely, yeah. And listen, I think it's going to work out really well. Maybe it don't. Maybe in, you know, I'm, I'm a year down the line of things ain't working the way they wanted it to work. But we'll see. Mm. And, you know, best best efforts and all of that. I can't see it. It's, it's based, like, like I said to you last week, I think, Mark, it's like having a company with a salary. It's like starting up your own company, but not having any risk. Yeah. So you're free. Imagine when you start up your company, how much more successful it would have been if you didn't have to hit all the speed bumps that you sure. do as a director because there's already a director there that's done all of that over the last 20 years. He knows what works and knows what... So that, that side of it, I've got massive help with. So I was, you know, having a business coach has been through it, but you've just got to make it work. Yeah. You know, you've just got to win the work, which is not the easiest job, but if that's all your focus... Um, it should it should work out. I reckon so, yeah, it's not going to be easy. It. It's going to be difficult. It's all difficult, but yeah, we'll see. Let's see where we are in a year. Hopefully, with an Efix EV charging award. <laughs> <laughs> now I reckon you'll smash it, mate. It's, it is really. I'm pleased for you because this is something you've wanted to progress in your career. You know, you've said a few times that that's what you want to do. That's why you're involved with the IET and you're going through your end went through your engine tech and everything. It's all about moving forwards mm-hmm. into those positions and the fact you're now taking that step. It's really exciting. So good on you. And I am very much pinning my hopes on you making it a success, mate. Don't balls it up. Yeah. yeah but if no, you do, like that. you said at the start of this, like you said at the start of this chat, if it was to go wrong, you've seen already that the employment marketplace is very much weighted towards us at the minute. There's lots of demand for people with that experience and qualifications to go and get employment. Um, so, you know, there's always that security blanket there if it wasn't to turn out in the way you hoped. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I really can't. For meeting the team, seeing who's, who the people around, seeing how they work, it's, I can't. It's almost like it'd be harder to fail it than to yeah. make it succeed. In You've all done honesty, your due diligence, haven't you? You've got that like, in place. It's, it's me, isn't it? I went, I went in so <laughs> loaded with information on the company, the sector they're looking into. You know, EV charging this, and I, I, I don't think I could have known any more. And listen, the interview was two hours. It was intense. It was intense. You know, and some of the questions were like, what? That's you know, a lot like, of and, uh, only, only basic questions like, you know, and this is real nice scenario. I was with, uh, what would you do if you had a two-day EICR booked in at a commercial site and the subby wins you on a Friday morning when it's meant to be on site and says you can't do it? What are you going to do? You made all the That's results hard... put the invoice in. <laughs> Listen, that is a hard question, isn't it? I think I answered it quite well, you know. I said, at the moment, I think I'd like to be in a position whoever could get another subcontractor there and then make sure they looked after and get a job done. Or you've got to ring up and explain, Yeah. sorry, it can't happen now, but have a date when it is definitely going to happen. But, you know, the the answer wasn't going to do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because you'd never, you never would, would you? You'd, no. <laughs> a weekend's worth of commercial testing. Um, and I think that's what the question was aimed at. The people that go in and say, oh, I'll just cover it. That's not the they're job. looking at your management answers to this rather than your technical knowledge they want to see how you so. can approach it from a management point of view yeah I mean it'd be interesting to find out exactly exactly the, the point behind the questions now I'm on the inside rather than the out much mm. answer them I've just got for the job of course you know and I think it was just a case of being very open and honest with your weaknesses um, which is it's blindly obvious what a weakness of an electrical supervisor could be in that sales it's always going to be, and I'm not a salesman, um, but have I got pretty good knowledge? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have, and I could learn it. Yeah, you know, um, 
yeah, I'm never gonna. I'd never be a good salesman because I'm not. A, I'm not a good liar. And let's be honest. <laughs> most most sales are built on lies, and I think this may be where the company's a bit different because they're very, very honest. Very, you know, that is the way they want to do it. But let's be honest, not many, not many are, are they? How many sales reps told? If there is any sales reps watching, I think they probably term it more bending the um, expectation and delivery of what yeah, they're, yeah, they're lying about lying. it. Yeah, exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you're exactly right. They're, 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 they'd come out with something to, to, to be a lie about it. But yeah, bending the truth, whatever you want to call it, it's about getting the sale over, isn't it? Mm. Um, whereas the only way I know how to do that is to be the best technically, you know, explain it in a way that everyone understands and be honest. That's That's all I know. That's why I would never be a good sales. I'd never be, I'd never earn commission. Mm. You know, when, when someone comes to buy a car, is it any good? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best. Good for the money. They're going to get an honest opinion. Is it, yeah, is... can I, will this plug off this, you know, will this car charge off of this free pin plug? <laughs> Probably going to have to go and spend two grand for an install, to be honest to you. I'd, I'd, I'd be useless. <laughs> I'd be useless. But if honesty is what you want, yeah, I'm your man. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's it's a it's a journey for you to go, and I'm sure you'll have to get a bit more salesy with it as well. Sometimes we all have to do a bit of that here and there. Um, and your experience on the podcast before with EGTE and whatnot, I'm sure you've had a bit of a, a dabble in those circles as well. So it's um it's really good, mate. It's really good. And I guess you've got that exciting exciting journey of the regs dropping. We haven't really spoke about that on the Spark Show. I know I did a little chat on Apprentice One to One, and there's been loads of other content around Amendment Two. But there is a big push towards all of this stuff you want to get involved with. So the the smart um, solar systems and battery storage and the EV stuff. So it's kind of all leading consumers towards that that place. It's a really exciting time for electricians, I think, to try and get involved in that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole section of of, of the uh, prosumer now is um, it's going to take time. I'll be honest, to be to be at the level I need to be to talk about it is going to take a little bit of time. Mm. Um, because there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, how long, how long you've been trading for now, Mark? How long have you been in? Over oh, twenty years, mate. You know? Similar, similar to yourself. Long time. And, and you're looking at it now. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, and you've you've been a director of PowerSonic for 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 a long time. You know, you've been doing EV charging for a while. I'm going in sort of day day one. You know, so it's going to take me a little time to get to get the EV charging where it needs to be, and then work off the side of that and look at the solar PV stuff. Um. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna take a little while. I'm not, I'm, I can't go into anything blind. I need to know everything about everything as much yeah. as I possibly can. You know, you, you know, you can't know anything at any time. And but certainly to a level, like I say, with EV now, I'm at a level where we can have a conversation about it. I can follow the conversation and have an input on it. That's where you need to be at. You know, because you never know who's gonna come and ask you about stuff. No. You know, you never know when you're doing doing an expo and someone can't. I want EV charge. You know, they know a little bit about a little bit. The technical guy's got to know. You've always got to know more than the person you're selling to, at least. Always. Otherwise, why why are they buying from you? Yeah. I mean, that's what I believe. Maybe that's incorrect, but it's, yeah, you should. You no, know, you're you right. You're know. right. I, I agree yeah, with there you. There should mate. be some point. Yeah, I think there should be some point in a conversation where the person buying off you stops and thinks for a minute because you've said something they didn't know. If you haven't got that moment, then because that's, 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 that's the trust point, isn't it? When you say something they didn't know about, but makes perfect sense, the trust drops. You know, mm-hmm. it's bang, right, I can trust this person there, you know. So 
Yeah, you, a lot of sites. discussion we had actually, mate, just to interrupt you, when we were talking, you said about knowledge of the actual electric vehicles themselves. That's something that's a weak point for me. I know literally next to nothing about a lot of these different electric cars. But the number of customers who will ask uh, and expect me to know yeah. something about it is amazing. So that's something you'd hit on already. Just getting a bit of knowledge about the vehicles can give you, like you say, that trust. Yeah, you know, this is what Paul mentioned in me. Obviously, Paul, the director, I mentioned it again, so we know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, he said, you know, they, they people expect you to be <laughs> be the car salesman almost as well, you know, and it really hit home. And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. And obviously, we had the conversation about um, getting an electric van, or, well, an electric vehicle, but signposted up, so you're talking electric van, you know. And they're not, they're still not amazing. I don't yeah. know, for the range, um, for the for the trim level, you know, it's really, um, it's not there. It's not there. Um, so that, that's, that's as, as we had the conversation, you know, I really wanted to, to sort of try and get hold of a really nice flashy vehicle that can really showcase, excuse me, get people's attention. And, um, but it's got to be electric, <laughs> ideally. And I don't think there's anything there at the moment. No, it's I don't really... think there's anything there at the moment it's, that sort of ticks all them boxes. It is hard. We've um, ordered one just to do that that virtuous thing of turning up in an electric vehicle to install an electric charge point. It isn't really it very it isn't very practical for us in terms of being able to use it because the, the load that you can put in because of the weight of the vehicle is limited right from the start. If you want to put roof bars on and start carrying tube and ladders, you're going to affect your range. You know, it's it's not very practical for us as tradespeople to make that work. Um, so yeah, that's something that needs improving. We are going to give it a go. It is going to be limited to very local installs, but yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound, and hopefully the the, the van technology catches up a little bit with what we actually need as tradespeople. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think the only way I can sort of warrant it because I'm not on the tools. If I got an electric van, I'd be thinking, can I? What can I do to rack it out as a as a show vehicle? Yeah, you know, can I can I put a bit of boarding in the back? So you open the back doors, and it's got the two or three charges that we specialise in to show. So yeah. when you turn up to a job to scope, but you could go, hey man, look, this is what we're looking at. We could do this. We could do this. We could do this. That's a good show. You know, and then and then yeah, there's things you can do um, to to make that work. Things I've been thinking about because yeah, I think I think most manufacturers would be quite happy to send you out a dummy tester, especially we now if you if you if you're willing as a company or as a person to do a few videos and stick them on YouTube and advertise them a little bit. We know ordinarily they're more than happy to just, yeah, we can give you that. Yeah. We can give you that. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to do a van tour. We know our, our YouTube loves a van tour. <laughs> um, I'm going to rack it out. I want your equipment on the back. You know, send me, send me a dummy tester and mm -hmm. then you'll be in the video and promote it. So as, as like I say, we know, <laughs> we know from what we do, you from Apprentice One to One and from me, EGTE, that people are more than happy to get behind you. For sure. There's a lot um, of support out there from brands who are trying to help people, definitely. And if you can um, give them a bit of a rewarding exposure for that, that's all the better, isn't it? Our approach with it is, I mean, I don't, we don't really keep equipment in the vans anyway, but we're not racking them out at all. So we're going for the Milwaukee packouts and we're trying to just take what we need. And that's just to try and limit weight because obviously whack, racking carries weight in itself. So that's, that's our yeah. approach. It's not ideal to try and get it to work like that, but that's what we're going to give a go. And they're not due to be delivered till September. We'll be lucky if they turn up then because these things just keep getting pushed back and back. We already had an email actually last week to say that the, the Peugeot one is probably going to end up at least eight weeks late. So yeah, it'll probably be 2023 at the soonest.
it's, it's I mean that that is the frustrating world that we live in at the moment and probably are going to for the foreseeable you know let's be honest the, the world we live in now we've, we've come off the back of covid and gone straight into fuel poverty so it's uh it's it's hard time and that's that's the other thing with the sales especially the domestic market i know fuel's gone through the roof but how's, how's anyone going to afford to charge an electric vehicle so they're going to eventually swing that tax off the the liquid fuel onto the electric fuel because the government aren't going to give that revenue so when that happens the cost equations people are chucking around now probably won't balance out in the way that it looks like they will i see an interesting thing as well have you heard of mm, what was it called just just charge or just driveways or something like this is that where you can rent out a charge point on your own driveway? That's right. Yeah. So I can't remember exactly. I think it was called Just Charge. There's a few companies doing it, mate. You can get set up and let your charger out for someone to pull up and use for a bit. They will now cover your OLEF one. Really? Yeah, that's what the that's what that Just Charge or whatever it was called came out and said, we'll cover the £350 um, if you're willing to rent out your space. But I mean, I don't know how it works in terms of your electric. <laughs> is it your electric charging their vehicle or is it a separate meter or do I, do you, you know let's say you can earn up to 800 pound a year from the scheme yeah but it's your electric so i don't know exactly how that works but anyway, if people are looking for grants that's that's another option that, that has popped up um I, was, I went through yesterday and downloaded all the government stats and research to see what it's that's what i'm going to go for the next few days i know they've just released the the infrastructure proposal haven't they for the next sort of 10 years i think they have um, so it'd be interesting i know we're talking about 300,000 charges uh, by 2030 um, but let's most of them are going to need to be the the mode mode four i think isn't it the dc yeah the dc, DC super box. super duper quick yeah there's going to um, be been like fuel stations on you would think wouldn't you where you just pull up and 10 20 minutes later your car's nearly full and off you go again yeah, I mean, I think they're talking 30 minutes full charge, aren't they, for these? I mean, they're like over 100 kilowatt chargers, aren't they, the DC ones? Oh, I mean, the highest is, in a free phase, is like 22 kilowatt, I think, from yeah. what I've read. Obviously, like I said, I've only read it. I've not got that much experience in it. But yeah, is it like 2 two to 11 for the domestic ones and then up to 22 for mode 3 and then mode 4 is 108, I want to say, off the top of my head. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it's, it's big, big, num- big, big numbers. And like you say, it massively reduces the charging time. But it might get to the stage where people maybe don't need to charge at home if they ever get the infrastructure right. But as, as Neil said on here before, when he's out driving his vehicle around, trying to find one of the things that actually work is a challenge in itself. Did he say in Wiltshire there's not a single one of the rapid chargers that are regularly working? Is this on the Tesla? supercharger network no i think he says the tesla supercharger network is, is good this is other uh, manufacturers who've got the rapid chargers right. as well in in this wiltshire area i'm sure he has said that very rarely is the one that's working and it's a big problem for him so i guess if everyone's on electric vehicles and we're all trying to get char- charged up they need that to be right otherwise you know we're screwed from the start well listen it's going to work isn't it that you you go into a petrol station in 2035 and there should only be one island with petrol and diesel because <laughs> no one will have them because you won't be able to buy them anymore. No. Nah. You, you know what I mean? So it'll be like when you go out to the country and you get the red diesel pumps for the tractors, you know, it's very rare. And that's what it's going to be. So certainly by 2040, I think it should, it's going to be almost impossible to get out of fuel. It'll be like a, a black market to it. Do you know what I mean? Um, 
guess it depends if they're going to bring all, all the haulage over to electric as well, because you would think with the weights involved there, that's going to stay diesel. But I mean, I don't know. Tesla have got his super wagon in, in development, hasn't he? I yeah. don't know how that's going to look. Mercedes for years have had that driverless lorry, haven't they? That you see videos on every so often. Yeah, yeah. And this, this is the only way this works as well. This is, this is what people are into. We talk about electric. The next stage to electric is driverless vehicles. And then once you've got driverless, you could probably have stuff in the road that charges things up, like Sky Electrics. It only yeah. doesn't work because of human error. You know, if you get rid of human error, i.e. you don't drive. I mean, I'm sure I've read an article by 2050, no one would drive their own cars. Might, might be they, sooner than that. Might not even have so your own expensive, car. Yeah, it'd be so expensive, you'll just Uber everywhere. Mm. Because you won't be able to afford to have your own car, which won't work. Um, but obviously, at the moment, we're in the EV stage. Um, you know, Massive flying vehicles, that's, for that's another there. thing, isn't it? It's, it's, you've just got to... Hold on, I've, dro- I've dropped my, my stress regs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you <laughs> went to... You didn't, did you go down to a lake? Nah, nah, Nylon went for me. Ah. So I made him a deal. I said, I've got two brand books here for you. And <laughs> the on-site guide. The Meg's book. I really want one of them stress books. <laughs> have you not got one? I haven't. Uh, I'm uh, they're doing enough events. Yeah. <laughs> Brand as well. You know, I'm ahead of the curve. <laughs> um, so yeah, in 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 swapsies for the for the regs and on-site guide, you got me the on-site solutions and the new co-breakers book and a couple uh, of little goodies. Have you got them already? Yeah. Oh no, I've ordered man. They still haven't been yeah. delivered. I want to. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting them because I'm wondering oh. what the changes are. <laughs> well, it's it, it's interesting. It's in. Yeah, obviously, when you open the the code breakers book now, and the first few pages, which used to be FI and C two, are now just black crosses, because we don't we don't report anymore on the meters or the main head, do we? You can't foul any ICR for them. So now yeah. it's just very, unless if it's exposed metal or exposed copper. You know, this is still a C1. Yeah. Everything else is non-reportable. They've actually put that in there uh, as so, well. Yeah, That's it's interesting. Yeah, no, it's not even like FIC. Nothing. It's just a, just a cross. So it's it's there's a big pushes in there on UICRs now to have a note with no code, um, which we spoke about before and actually said that's nonsense. Mm. Not so much now. It's not nonsense if we haven't got to take responsibility for it. So yeah, yeah. putting a note down that yeah, there is a problem with the with the main fuse. We found it, but it's not our problem. We can't do yeah. nothing with it. So there you go. Yeah. And it's still satisfactory to cert. That makes sense to me now. That sort of note makes absolute sense. It didn't make sense before when they said, you know, it's a plastic DB. Um, don't code it, just put a note. Nah, it's a C3 in it. <laughs> yeah. It's an improvement recommendation. Why would he just note that? But noting the stuff on the intake equipment that we now don't code, that makes sense to me now. That yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Having the ability to leave a note that you've observed something, but you can't report on it as such covers yourself, doesn't it? And it's information for people to go off and do something about it, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, listen, we don't know what's going to happen with the uh, with DNO now, do we? <laughs> They're going to come out and repair it if the tenant's calling them up and saying, I've got a foul ICR. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I know UK Power Networks, uh, Nyla was telling me the other day, Jack, uh, doing a, um, a course now so you can pull your own fuse. Are they actually setting one up? Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you won't be able to upgrade. I think we've got a bit of a time delay, Mark, just a heads up. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you won't be able to change it or anything. Um, but, yeah, you, they're doing a course so you can pull it and reinstate it, uh, which I think is a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Having that knowledge given to people to do it safely is, is really good. 
anything else that you've noticed in those books that is interesting? Because I really rate the, the NAPIT books. I think they're pretty much industry leading in the way they're presented. Listen, I think you're absolutely right. I think the on-site solutions, which I always looked at and thought, no, I'm being no good for me. Amazing. Mm. Brilliant. What a brilliant book. When I wanted to learn about EV charging, it's where I went. I went straight to that. It taught me everything I needed to know. Obviously, along with watching the videos and getting a bit of understanding and looking at the regs. Um, but yeah, obviously, we've learned, and I always say this one, <laughs> is it corralment? What's that word that you Curtailment, where you're trying to limit, limit, limit your load. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, that's a huge thing, isn't it? That's a huge thing because we know the DNOs are not wanting to upgrade fuses, which means the only other option is to back it off. Um, and I think that's, that's really a solution. But if someone has got an electric car, they need a charger, and that's the only way you can get around it, that's what's going to happen in it. That's good. So, obviously, that um, I learned more about, which I didn't. And this is the thing. So obviously, curtailment, curtailment is that right? Curtailment. Right curtailment. <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> terrible. Curtailment. Um, I knew about that. As an electrician, we know about loads and how that works. You know, um, I would have picked that up very quickly off the regs on you know what diversity can we apply. Um, obviously, separating the breaker away from any other contact contact load I think they call it don't they but basically we talk you know don't stick it next to a hot tub supply yeah um even a shower supply I think although it's only short term when it is on it does pull a lot then it's so you want to try and you want to try and separate it out but I didn't know about the recommendation of cutting cutting the buzz bar at the bottom so no other breaker can be installed yeah makes you know makes yeah. sense um and that was so is it like the on-site guide but a bit more detailed and, and pictures because i've not seen that on-site solutions book yet i've got code breakers but i haven't had that one i have well, listen, of it, if, i've not got it i'll tell you the selling point that will make you go and buy what you've ordered it anyway you say yeah i've ordered it anyway this time okay what when you open the book on first few pages you see a load of names from people hmm. when you recognize half of them names buy the book <laughs> <laughs> so when, when i open it up and i see richard townsend gary hayers joe robinson I know I'm in pretty good hands. You know, I know this is this is a book for this is going to speak a language I understand from nice. people that I trust. Yeah, that I personally know. You know what I mean? So I think once you've done that, this if I open a book and it's got Mark Allison in, I'm buying that book. <laughs> you wasted <laughs> just, your, you wasted it's not your even money. A, a question for me, you know? It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's certain people, and there's not many people you can trust. We, we know this. We we know this in this industry. Um, but yeah, there's certain people I listen to more than others. And um, in this case, when you open up, you're seeing people like that on the book. Listen, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. Absolutely, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be involved. I'm gonna buy that book. Um, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a really good book. You're only gonna see good things from it, mate. I think. I'm looking forward to getting it. Is there else you want to talk about before we end this one, mate? I think we've covered quite a lot there. Yeah, I don't think we've gone anywhere focusing really, but we've had a nice chat. Yeah. As always. It was always always a pleasure. We've covered absolutely absolutely nothing. We should have we should put a disclaimer at the start. If you're trying to learn something off this, uh, it's just one, one of the part uh, of I'll chats, put it on at the it? end because now it's too late. Unlucky. Yeah, well. It's gonna be one of them where you listen back to it and you go, Oh bloody hell, that was brilliant. <laughs> I think we've got a lot in there, mate. I've enjoyed talking to you, if nothing else, and I'm sure Neil will be pleased he's got some content to chuck on his channel because he can't be asked to record his own stuff. We know this. 
<laughs> He's getting more like Sam every day, that Neil. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Thank you to everyone who's watched. And if you haven't already, really subscribe to Neil's channel and give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, let him know what he thinks. And hopefully he turns up for the next one when me and Rick will no doubt be back again. So thank you all and catch you again later.